Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Matt Donald here, folks. Worst microphone alert because my microphone I normally use to record this is currently still packed in luggage in my car from a trip I recently went on, and I need to get this out quickly. So the microphone from my webcam, it is so very, very professional. And what am I going to do with this worst quality that gives new listeners their first impression of this wonderfully professional and sophisticated show. Well, I want you to subscribe to my Patreon, of course, at patreon.com slash matthewdonald, where we discuss pop culture featuring prehistoric animals, sometimes in flimsy ways, sometimes in ways that are a bit of a stretch. And this month, it's the most wonderful time of year. Not Christmas. Hell no, not Christmas. It is time for our annual Pacific Rim episode, because the dinosaurs... We're implied to be kaiju in that universe, and that movie is so goddamn awesome that I want to talk about it all the time with everyone every year, and that's what we do. So check that out, as well as uh, another episode about Jurassic World the Game on the phone. Uh, that'll come out soon. It was meant to come out last month, but, you know, pfft, life, Christmas, holidays, you know, the holiday season. Hard time for everyone. Link is in the description before you can sign up to the Patreon. Thank you for your support, and have a good day! Hey, 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 hey. Roar, growl, snarl, bellow. Welcome to Paleobites, the podcast with a reptile dysfunction. (laughs) (laughs) My name's Matthew Donald. (laughs) Each week, I had a rotating series of guest (sighs) co-hosts. Talk about enraged Jesus prehistoric animal, be it dinosaur, mammal, arthropod, and so on. We're but we're about to thirteen year olds, I swear. And joining me as fellow thirteen year old slash thirty two year old, it's Ben O'Regan. How are you? <laughs> Hi everyone, I'm good. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> Any dignity this show could have had is just gone at this point. Not like it had any to begin with, but. Dignity lost it is. Did you hear the episode where I start with Welcome to Paleobites? The show so dumb it thinks Triassic is describing someone with three butt cheeks. <laughs> yes, I vaguely remember that. <laughs> Such a child. Oh, man. Look, there's nothing wrong with that kind of humor to a point, I guess. We're just, I mean, like, even Mozart made fart jokes. Like, so. <laughs> Oh, man. Nothing to compare myself to Mozart in any way. <laughs> Except for maybe I'll like him, I'll die at 36 or something. <laughs> nah. <laughs> As, anyways, on that lovely note, <laughs> that is life. We shall move on. Uh, and, and... It's the circle of life. Oh, lesson, yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say, it's like the way of the dinosaurs. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> they, they're there, they're great, and then they're gone. 
but speaking of which, oh, I guess this one, oh no, it is gone, but it's not, it's not like it went extinct. Oh, I guess some of it went. It's more like it evolved into us. <laughs> We're talking about Actually, it didn't. It's an it's a evolutionary dead end of the hominid family tree. Oh, oh well, well then, never mind. You are correct. Okay, that's right, yes. So, yeah, it did not evolve into us. So this one also went the way of the dinosaurs and went extinct. Uh, it is Paranthropus. Yes, it is the uncle. That's what I remember now. It's the uncle taxa of uh, humans. Hmm. But and the, uh, for those of you that have read Walking with Cavemen or watched it, it does appear in the second episode. Yes. But they so, call it Boise Eye for some reason, which I think is a species name, and they just start using that repetitively. Makes sense, I guess. Uh, sort of this weird. is one I've known about since I was a child, ever since I read one of those 60s or 70s books um, my grandparents had on their shelves that they had, like, um, cave, I, caveman in, yeah. in it. Because I, you're, you taught me about this. <laughs> I didn't know about this one before, so. <laughs> well, I've got a so fair bit you, I can I, say I, on it, even if it's all on in provision. Oh, of course. Well, I'll, I'll, I know a bit of it. Like, no, I've looked up a bit of it since then. But yeah, I'd forgotten about the ancestral thing. But yeah, no, it's like it, it's it's like because I thought it was just it was Australopithecus. I mean, it was like chimpanzee, Australopithecus, or I guess chimpanzee ancestor. I guess Australopithecus, and then uh, then Homo habilis, then Homo erectus, and then us. And yeah. The Homo neanderthalus was a branch off. I suppose, but if you no, want it's a, more a way to look at this in context, and it's not meant to me being super accurate. It's just to give you a rough idea. Is if Australopithecus is a chimpanzee-like, superficially, I mean, mm-hmm. since obviously it's not a chimp, then Paranthropus, or right. is sometimes called the robust Australopithecines, they're more gorilla-like, yes. especially when you look at their skull. That makes sense. That makes sense. Were they bigger then? I guess were they? They um. Uh, if I recall, I think they're the same, roughly the same size, but they're a bit more barrel chest. And like I'll send you an image, like you look at the skull that because they're yeah, I can see the skull right here. I'm on the Wikipedia page too. Yeah, same. Yeah, um, basically, they that looks like a gorilla's skull, doesn't it? Even the it bone does. The it top, very much does. Yeah. Breast. So yeah, yeah. So that's the, pretty intense. <laughs> now, <laughs> the the paranthropus or paranthropusines, if that's a thing, I don't think it is. Um, yeah. They lived. They were around for over 2 million years from 2.9 to 1.2 million years ago so look that's not quite 2 million years but close enough right right but, and they they did not meet hmm. us but they came close right like hmm. they yes they was, existed at the same time as um the later species of Australopithecus africanus and Homo habilis and Homo erectus which is even a plot point of that walking with cavemen episode where you see erectus have no um you see Hebel, um no, it might not have been Hebelus. Um, the, it, no, it was Hebelus. Um, yeah, because Homo erectus, Paranthropus boisei, and one called Homo rudolfensis. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. And then how does this go into like the Hobbit ones, like like Homo? Uh, what's that yeah. one again? Hom- um, Homo floricius. Um, th- floricius, yeah, yeah. Believed to be um an offshoot of Homo erectus, or that makes sense. To- and because Homo erectus is is Homo sapiens' direct ancestor, right? Like, it's not um, it's not Homo neanderthalus, we right? Don't That's know a, it's like d- directly our direct ancestor, but they're the first hominid species that we know of, or Homo species, rather, that went out... I thought Homo habilis around... was the first one. Um, uh, no, not the first. I don't mean like that. Um, I mean, they're the oh. first that actually really went out of Africa, became as successful as modern oh, man right, right, is, right, yeah. in terms of our spreading. They were around a lot longer than us, too. Right, and, exactly. Um, they, were, they were around for way longer. Again, because the fossil record's spotty and incomplete, we don't know if it's direct ancestor, but it's a safe bet to say that Erectus was the direct ancestor of 
us Neanderthals, the Denisovians, and a lot of other human groups that are found across this area that are, um, unless there were some other hominid migrations, like from cousin species that got left behind, which could be a case with Floretius and some other right, um, right. very distort form stuff. But um, it's gone. That's quite complicated. Like um, as the caveman episode show, there was um. Oh, what were they called there? They show one human species that's um, supposed to be the ancestor of both us and the Neanderthals that we split off from. Well, I, I thought that Homo... was Erectus, but is it not Erectus? Homo haudibagensis. Basically, the human family tree is completely chaotic, and you look at it, there's a lot well, of yeah, species, because... a lot of diversification, and uh-huh. splitting out. Like, praying for Pots itself shows that, like, this is just my theory here, um, but... yeah. That because when they first arrived, um, they because they were on the savannah or woodland type area, which is what prompted our revolution to begin with, according to current theories, is right. There were there were a lot of niches that were normally would have been taken by other hominid groups, you know, like well, not hominids, but like you know, primates. Right, right, and right. So, yeah. Prampropus, due to competition. Again, I've got nothing to back this up about my own theories, and I'm yes. just mostly I'm just spinning this on the fly for content. Fair enough, fair enough. But that they might have been in competition with the other Australopithecines, and so they started focusing more and more on tubers and roots and stuff, you know, fruit and things, and then that selection pressure Makes kicked sense. in, and they kicked off. That's probably also why they went extinct because as things continued to dry out, right? Um, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Of, and knowing human history, um, while the extermination hypothesis for Neanderthals and that where Cro-Magnon killed them is now highly questioned, especially since we right. have all the hybrids that have been found, well, some, and genetic right. evidence of it, um, I do think, at least in the case of Pranthropus, um, the Australopithecines and the early homo, spe- uh, homo species like Hevelis and Erectus probably hunted them. That makes sense. Okay. Because they, okay, that would be that, reconstruction that, makes... shown was looking very human. They look like bipedal gorillas. Right. It'd be very interesting to play like a civilization type game. I know there have been a few games like this, but they try to make it too civilized where it's like it's not about it's it's like it's like civilization that you build it's more like yeah. tribes or whatever, but it's on a grid map that's throughout yeah. the world and it's based on different homo species like human species and you're conquering yeah. the, the well, world. Like, and I so you don't do build back in the days of the original Age of Empires when I'd use a scenario editor and I'd pretend they were a Pranthropus tribe, so they weren't allowed to oh, that's meat. Cool. They had to, <laughs> they could only farm or forage. Yeah, like it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be like advanced mm. stuff. Obviously, it's not civilization, mm. but it'd be played like civilization. It'd be like turn based, but you'd be gather mm. stuff and like, yeah, you'd. I could see that. There, I know there's a one called Humankind that's kind of like that, but it doesn't it doesn't go? It goes. It starts off. I mean, it doesn't really go into caveman times too Ancestors much. Ancestors of Humankind Odyssey, I've got that. I've only played it a bit, but yeah, I know of it. Yeah. There's so. also Dawn of Man, but that deals with Cro-Magnons and going from hunter-gatherer to early settled stage, like um, houses and farming and stuff, but then it kind of ends there. I, I, thought of this, I thought of this one crazy idea, because uh, mm. like, it seems like Neanderthals were actually, even though they their technology was a lot more rugged and like earthy, mm. they were more slightly technologically advanced than we think they might have been. Like they had musical instruments, for goodness sakes. Like we've, yeah, we found stuff the, like the whole cave bear cult thing, where they found like evidence of like a juvenile cave bear femur slotted through the skull of an adult or something. Again, that's probably conjecture, but they do seem to have buried their dead. Um, they had a right. slightly bigger brain than us, although that might not have been literal. That might have translated the fact yeah, that they were like, a bit shorter and stockier because of climate. 
Yeah, what if they were actually smarter than humans, or at least the humans of back then, but they just died out because they're also too adapted to the Ice Age, so... See, I've seen a theory like that, um, he's not a guy that I'd recommend people listening to because he's, he's quite partisan, so that might not be a oh, gotcha. but I won't... Once I listened to a guy called Stick Texan Hammer on YouTube, he's uh-huh. on that libertarian side of what the uh, yes. <laughs> but ignoring all that, because I'll listen to left and right just when I'm bored and if I want to hear news and then I make right, my Right, especially own if they're talking about something yeah. non-political that you like, so. Yeah, but he did one where he, um, I only remember it because of this, but he basically talked about, um, like, you know how you get like that Chariots of the Gods type stuff, like Akunaki apparently creating us and all that other crazy crap. Right, right, right. His one was that, the idea of like some of these god-like things are like elves and dwarves, like some of that or actually just different stuff. Might oh, have I been see memories of Neanderthals where they had a Bronze Ages or Iron Ages sort of thing, you know, not like super advanced, but at least something that wouldn't be reached again until the time. See, that's like, why I was Pharaohs thinking, what if stuff? instead... Yeah. Of like doing a ten thousand BC style movie, mm. you do a you do instead of ten thousand BC, it's like a hundred thousand BC, and mm. the empire rather than being other humans is is Neanderthals, and they're keeping yeah. Homo sapiens as slaves, yeah. and they're not actually super advanced. They're basically just like yeah, they wouldn't be antiquity. they wouldn't be having the mammoths build pyramids, but they'd be like more advanced <laughs> than the humans. Like yeah, going back to this, but his idea was I don't know if he seriously believed it or not, but he was just I'll just finish what he's saying. Basically that. Maybe they had something like that where it's like kind of like where they could have forged metals and stuff and that they their population collapsed and so the reason like due to climate change and so or a famine or something, so why they died out and started interbreeding with us was because they were starving, but they kept enough of their knowledge that like as let's face it, um that we learned a, some that we got some of it from them yeah. is what it's basically yeah. saying. I yeah. can see that. Uh, but also that, like, some of the myths, like, of gods and, like, demigods and stuff might have come from misremembered knowledge of them, like, because they, while they wouldn't have had anything, like, showing, say, modern tech to a caveman type thing. Right, right, right. still would have been but... beyond anything most of these tri- tribes and clans and bands would have had. So if now, you see them, also... like, d- yeah. making a sword, which is more durable than your stone tools, you're going to think that they might maybe be divine or at least blessed by the spirits or whatever kind of beliefs we had back then. I should specify to the listeners, since even Mm. though this is primarily a podcast for entertainment, it is still a science podcast. This is not a Mm. science um, hypothesis. This is more of a literary one. Like, we don't think they actually were like this, as far as we know. We have no evidence for it. This is just what if Mm. from, from like, a fun literary standpoint rather than a scientific standpoint. I'm not advocating Atlantis or anything like that for any of you. Yeah, yeah, I just want to make sure that we know... that Because, like, I actually don't... I think... I think what we know of it is pretty pretty solid. I don't think there's any conspiracy about like oh they they yeah. uh yeah. But I think it's just an interesting idea for like a story. I think so. Oh yeah, it's just that kind of thing I find interesting. I should just like, clarify that because this is still it, like even though this is an entertainment podcast, first and foremost, it is still yeah. science a science podcast too. So want to yeah, make sure it's I don't like think. If you ever heard me go on about alien conspiracy theories, I do not believe them for a, um at all like for a start. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just find them from a pop culture sphere since I'm the gym oh, that grew here. up with X-Files. Like, I love I the idea of like... Very entertaining because we grew up in the era where outside of stuff like JFK theories and that and, or, like, <laughs> yeah. or Holocaust denial type stuff, conspiracy oh, theories were say, something that were seen as harmless and you could make Yeah, remember when conspiracy theories enjoy. used to be fun? Like it was yeah, just, oh, Bigfoot's like real, dude. Like, yeah, not like now where you've got like 9-11 troopers or you've got or like, like... Or like flat earthers or like... Yeah. Or well, like COVID you sort can of laugh at, but yeah, but like the whole fake news post truth era type thing. I'm not using yeah, Trump that as an that example, part's scary. But, but I was like, oh, I remember the days. Comes with... <laughs> to mind, 
Hmm. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so it's like hmm. I, I just—it's it's just interesting to see the different lineages of different humans, and like this one, yeah, you yeah, said it's exactly. more gorilla-like, and um, hmm. males are larger than females, like like osteopathic scenes, um, and yeah. it looks like. From what you can gather, they were primarily herbivorous. They weren't as omnivorous yeah. as Australopithecus were. Yeah, they were probably still omnivores, but they definitely do from the wear and tear on their teeth end of being heavy chewers, which means unless they were cracking bones on occasion, which they probably did do, they probably wouldn't have given up scavenging because quite a few predators and omnivores will scavenge when they can for the marrow and stuff. Apparently it looks like... They were probably like... chewing nuts and tubers and stuff. Yeah, nuts and like, yeah, like... Uh, they prefer soft foods, it looks like. They consume tougher hard foods during leaner times, hmm. and that's when their powerful jaws were used. Also, it looks like it, their diet varies based on the different species. Like, a Paranthropus robustus was more, like, more an omnivore, uh, but, like, hmm. the East African Paranthropus boise uh, seems to be largely herbivorous. So Yes. And, like, the, they, reading the toolkit bit here, which is pushing on one go, if... Um... They do seem to have had, like, an actual tool set, but it uh, doesn't seem to have been particularly advanced or particularly innovative. So they, they did have some tools. Yeah, they... But, like, it's sort of yeah, like the same as, like, chimpanzees lot. using tools. Like, yeah, like, yeah. they they cut vegetation, they dig up termites. Like, I've even seen, like, crows, like, um, hmm. you know, use, like, a stick to, like, lift something out of the water. Hmm. Like, like, Archimedes style. Like, I've seen... Hmm. I've seen that too. There's even been cases they of use water of, um, displacement. <laughs> you know the macaw, um, the the I think the the macaws that you find and um over in Japan, yeah. the ones that are yeah, furry yeah. and they um they like um they even sit in the volcanic pools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I forget the, the macaques. Them, you mean the, the macaques. Yeah, macaques? Sorry, not macaques. Sorry. I was like, what there's kind of a, bird sits in a volcanic pool in Japan? Yeah, no, okay. sorry, I okay. screwed up the name. But there's cases yeah, no, of macaques. Yes, <laughs> they were they were given like potatoes um in an experiment like. Um, in a book that I read called Intelligence in Animals um, that I got from my grandparents in the 2000s. And mm-hmm. it, um, it dealt with like how they were like given potatoes and stuff and one of them was shown like discovered like washing it in the water um, got all the dirt oh, no, off for it sure. and gave it a slightly I... better taste. So they um, primates in general do have culture and tool use. Oh no, I for sure. And also, mm. t- I've, I've, I've mentioned mm. this episode on the show I think several mm. times before because I think this is so funny. Uh, there mm. was this, I think I might have told this to you. I forget. I know I've told it to some other people. Uh, so there was a study in some university where they took a bunch of capuchin monkeys and taught them currency. Uh, mm. They did it, like they taught them that these coins, that these, these little plastic plastic but golden coins had value <laughs> but like they had to earn them by doing tricks and then later on used it to buy their lunch and yeah. they could use the uh <laughs> the coins to like they could save them up to make bigger lunches or like or other sort of stuff but then yeah. on their own because of course one they found that one male capuchin went to a female capuchin and gave her his coin in exchange for sex because yeah. prostitution is the oldest profession <laughs> so, yeah there's a similar thing to that where um, it was mainly done as a comedy thing. Um, I can't <laughs> remember the exact clip, but the general gist was like um, they had two chimpanzees, or I think they were chimps mm-hmm. anyway, um, to give her um, like split from each other, and um, they were doing a test like where um, they were both given food. Um, if they pushed a button or something again, I'm just simplifying it because it's a bit fuzzy. Right. This is the gist of it. Um, and one of them was given good things, and the other one was given crap stuff, like he was either oh, only no. given one, or he might have been given a nut instead of a fruit. And so oh, the no. one that was getting the lesser reward looked at the other one and noticed it, and started throwing a tantrum over it, like he grabbed the Aww. bars and shook it in, like, went, kind of thing with his mouth, like, you know, the smile yeah, that yeah. chimps give, it's actually them getting aggressive. Yeah, for them it's aggressive, mm. yeah, so, yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> 
they're smart. They're, speaking they're of so much smarter than we give so, credit for. While um, yeah. there's now a lot of debate and controversy over, or so I've heard anyway, with Coco the gorilla, where some, oh, yeah. was it some actually of the true? stuff that she was saying, or it was true, but that um, that the people that were with her were like manipulating what she was saying for agendas and stuff or funding. But yeah. she, regardless of that, she is a good example. She could communicate. Yes. Well, and also, did you hear, so this whole thing with, like, uh, AI, uh, where it's like, is it legal or not to use it, or whatever, or it's yeah. like, and it's like, uh, like, can it be copyrighted? The whole thing with it actually came from this legal sort of definition that was put into being because a monkey at one point took someone's phone and then took a selfie with it. <laughs> I remember hearing about that. Peter made a big-ass court case about it. Right, because it's like, because it's like, does the PETA was like, oh, the monkey is the legal owner of that photo. When the lawyer said to be like, okay, we need to put it in a thing where a, a a clause where it's like, okay, if it, if in order for something to be copyrighted, it needs to have sufficient amount of human labor, and yeah. this this same law has also come into play mm. in a complete different thing. We're talking about AI and other sort of stuff where why AI art mm. can't be copyrighted. So. Yeah. Another interesting thing of Paranthropus is you know how yes. when people talk about cryptozoology and Bigfoot, Sasquatch, and all the similar ape right, right, things, right, yeah. a common one is for people to go that, oh, maybe it's Gigantopithecus or something similar. Which is a completely different region of the world, but yeah. Yeah. My one is, and not only that, but it now it's believed that it was a big orangutan thing, not the giant gorilla thing like it was depicted in Walking with Caveman and early reconstructions, but. Again, I don't actually believe the animals like these animals exist. I do find like the continued sightings interesting, but I, again, I don't know right, what to right. believe. I think it's probably likely. But if I were to do a cryptozoology speculation on them, or as some kind of like speculative biology kind of thing where they did exist, because again, I'm not yeah. saying they do, I would. My thought would be maybe they're actually um, a line of relic late surviving Australopithecines or Paranthropocenes, which would explain right, their that behavior. Could possibly be. Because, yeah. like, it's it's not... Like, Homo sapiens might not have been the only one to have crossed the Bering Strait, so yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Exactly. How there are a uh, lot of Ice Age holders. So you have the infamous Wrangle Island mammoths, but there were oh, also yes. ones living on the Channel Islands off from California until relatively recently too that again probably died from similar causes. Disease, right, exactly. So there's a lot. And Homo sapiens shows up. A lot of late surviving stuff like that, for sure. Mm. Uh, but yeah. How um, the fears, uh, they found evidence of them surviving until the thousands years range, like BC. Right. Well, and also, moose mm. are considered megafauna. Same as, like, 
uh, like all the other stuff, but they're the last surviving ones. So in a way, a moose is kind of like a prehistoric animal that survived. So Actually, on that subject, um, moose are cryptids in New Zealand. Really? Well, they yeah, they exist look here. Up the, <laughs> but, look up. No, I mean we actually had them intro like a population ten of them were introduced into Fiordland. Oh, really? Um, as, oh, yeah, interesting. As, like, yeah, and um, while they're apparently all dead now, there's constant sightings like track marks old hair dropping so interesting there's probably a population <laughs> of them still down there um heavily inbred and bunch of not moose thriving, but, in new yeah. zealand oh interesting <laughs> i'll give you a link on that once we're done just that is fascinating yeah i would like to know uh yeah all right uh let's write paranthropus one out of 65 million and you need to get going after that, so let's get that done. Uh, so, so sorry about all the speculative stuff we did in this one, people. It just, oh, it's okay. It like, really I just, as long me. as I want to specify, it's like, yeah. like some of the stuff, like yeah, like it could be fine. Like a lot of stuff. It, we this is a science show as well as a comedy <laughs> show, so I want to make sure I can distinguish what part yeah. of it is what I actually believe versus what part of it is speculation, either from a scientific standpoint or just an artistic standpoint. You know, hmm. so like what would be good in a story? So yeah, indeed. Like, I and, don't actually believe that dinosaurs had laser guns, even though I wrote Megazook. Obviously, I don't. Yeah. But some people think that I'm doing... Like, I, I've had some museums try to say, like, they don't want to sell my books because they're afraid they might spread misinformation. I'm like, it's a fictional book, but okay. Yeah. Like, it's not like uh, they're not going to have another Indominus in some way. People thought it was a real dinosaur and keep going. Which, to, to be fair, is the fault of the people, uh, because the movie made it very yeah. clear that it's not a real dinosaur, so... Yeah. Anyways, all right. Well, I'm gonna write Paranthropus, uh, forty-two million, I think, because I think it's I think it's neat that we have a extinct mm. version of uh, this. But mm. yeah, it's a bit scary though. <laughs> well, mine's obviously gonna be sixty-five because it's obviously an animal that, it, well, not an animal, sorry, but a species that well, I'm kind of, well, very we're interested animals, in. So, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> you get what I mean, though. I don't mean yeah, to yeah. dehumanize them. Not that they were human, but they were close. <laughs> They're that kind of gray area, aren't they? Like, yeah. yeah. So, hey all, Matt Donald here. This is a first for Paleobites where we rambled for such a long ass period of time that I forgot to read the stats of the creature in question. So, I have the stats for one Mr. Paranthropus here and ready to go. This is why I saved these in my document until the episode is released so that when I catch this editing, I can do this and not have to re-research things. Because, God forbid, I do any additional research for this show than I originally intend. Alright, Paranthropus. It is a hominid. It is 4 feet, so it's 1.2 meters tall. It is an omnivore. Time, late Pliocene to mid-Pleistocene. 2.6 million to 600,000 years ago. Barely missing modern humans. Location, East Africa. Described in 1938. Pop culture appearances. Walking with cavemen is the only one I could find. Thank you very much, and back to your scheduled programming. Well, that's it for this week. If you want to get a hold of the show, you can follow me on PaleoBitesPodcast at gmail.com, PaleoBitesPod on Twitter, and PaleoBitesPodcast on Instagram. For me personally, it's Matthew Don Creator on Facebook and Matthew Don 64 everywhere else. I have a book series on Amazon, Megazoic, available for print and Kindle. And obviously, no parenthesis in that. Uh, why would there be? <laughs> but, and if you want to contact uh, me, just contact me through Matt. Yeah, exactly. I should have said that last time. Like, yeah, just send me a message and I can relay the message you have to him through that, uh, mm. through the email and such. All right, well, that's it for this week. I've saved the end of every episode of Paleo Bites. Uh, did they think it's like, ooh, 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 like, like gorilla stuff? So like, ooh, ooh, I'm rock, 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 smash rock, now got two rock. Rock, two rock, and then like the three rock, rock. Now me two rock dinosaurs. Like, oh, we got tools, but they're really just bones. We didn't carve them. 
It's like, you maniacs, you burned it all up. Damn you. Damn you all to hell. Turn to monkey. Reject humanity. <laughs> all right. Bye. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., if you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.